This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. And I said, I want to win the league, but I want to win it better. You can understand that, can't you? Yes. Good luck. So he's almost like having a second captain in the team. Second captain, first captain, whatever. The video last weekend of Shane Walsh being paraded around the Kimber Crokes clubhouse, shoulder high, head bandaged to cover his bloodied ear, trophy in hand, after delivering the Dublin Football Championship to his new club was just too much for some people to bear. Murph, for example, needing a full week off work just to deal with the various ramifications. A week on, another video put out by the Crokes social media of celebrations in Glenalbin. This time, the hurlers completed the double-double. Uh, the video looks identical to last week's one, just without Shane Walsh in it. Jubilant scenes and a caption that is sure to be greeted warmly by gales around the country. A close, this is what Croak say, a close-knit community in full voice. This is just the start. Hey, oh, Murph. Wonderful. <laughs> hey, old dad, congratulations to you, a member of that close-knit community. Am I, am I a member of Chemical Croaks? Well, I mean, you're a member of the close-knit community. Are you paying your membership fees? Well, I don't think so, on, But... You are nonetheless a croaker one, for life. One, one, one club, one, what is it? One, one life, life, one, one club. club. All that sort of stuff, yeah. yeah. And the days when many say you can't do both anymore, Murph. It's mm. got to be football or hurling. Chemical Croaks should be applauded for doing their bit to save the GA. <laughs> well, congratulations to the two entirely separate uh, men's senior panels that won their county titles this year. Again. Um, again, yes. And let's not forget that they're the women's football uh, county champions this year as well. Uh, so, see, I, I like the idea of clubs doing the double. Mm-hmm. Owen. I am a fan of clubs doing the double. I mean, if Finbars go on and do it, 
in Cork they're playing uh, Nemo Rangers this Sunday you know I think that's a hell of a story they haven't uh, done the double they've only done it twice uh, they're the only club to have won uh, doubles in Cork there are a couple of uh, iterations of uh, you know one club mm. a hurling club is called a hurling club, is called a different name to the football club but they, they're pulling from the same kind of pool uh, if Finbars do it on Sunday I will be you know I will applaud that that achievement uh, but because they've got five players playing on both teams and then the Catalans would have been playing for Catalans uh, Catalans <laughs> although uh, Mark, the Microsoft word will always change Catalan to Catalans mm. and they'll keep doing it until you tell them as, oh, you <laughs> just three or four times just like, no, it's just no it is Catalan so I typed there. it three okay. times yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, they'd have more than the five if the uh, Catalans played their <laughs> see you got in my head <laughs> if they were playing football for Finbars instead of playing football for their father's club an hour and a half away they speak their own Park. language as well Ken the Catalans oh, yeah mm. fiercely proud independent minded people the Catalans within Cork uh, I read an interview with their parents a couple of weeks ago it's sure. an unbelievable read actually uh, there's a lot of driving going on just to <laughs> ferry all the Catalans to all the trainings that they need to go to but I digress um, yeah I mean it's a brilliant achievement if you're if there's like 25 or 26 players managing to do both and win both as Lotmore Castellani did uh, last year uh, an amazing achievement but it just it seems like if Kilmico Crooks win the football and the hurling with I think it was one dual player last year then they do the double-double and they play the same club in both men's finals Nafina. this year and Nafina were in the hurling final last year as well it just kind of seems as if there's a concentration of power there that can't really be amazing I mean a, a lot of clubs I mean we, we the last couple of weeks have been all about county finals and it seems like there there have been quite a few instances where Tour de Strand win seven in a row. Uh, you know, Bally McCarbury win 41 in a row no, in Waterford. That, that's what I was like, there was one in Waterford. I was like, this yeah. doesn't look great. Yeah. Um, and that's obviously not amazing. <laughs> uh, but if there are clubs winning both uh, and going back to back in both, I don't know. I'd just love to see, I'd love, I'd have loved to have seen a Crave Kieran or someone winning yesterday. It's that's sh- all I'm the saying. Shane Walsh thing obviously didn't. Wouldn't have helped in the minds of a lot of people. Well, you know my, country. F- you know my feelings on Shane Walsh. Even I'm one of those. I'm one of the few who happen to think it's. Yeah, actually, you weren't too bad about that idea. Well, wasn't too bad. On, I was. You've in lost support. friends. You've lost friends back in Galway I, because of listen. Your... I had I had an extremely awkward conversation last Wednesday night in the front bar and Malarkey's about the whole thing. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't going to mention it. Yeah, oh no. Well, it was combination farmers and ladies' night in Malarkey's <laughs> Wednesday night. So we all know how that was going to go down. <laughs> See, she doesn't want to open two nights in a row. So, Farmers was Wednesday, Ladies' Night was Thursday. And how does it work? How does it Tell us about it. No, I mean, it, that's all. There's just, it's not a very large pub. At one table, there's farmers, and at the other table, there's ladies. Where do you fit into all this? At the bar, old. <laughs> I'm neither a farmer nor a lady. Wow, this is more of an insight into rural life than yeah, I was imagining I was going to get. What did you feel when you saw Shane Walsh? Because we didn't tell that story last week, didn't, didn't, didn't reflect mm. on it in your absence. But he was battered and bruised. Had got a bit of treatment. Air, I think it's treatment. fair. I think it's it's fair to say that over the course of the games he's played in the Dublin Championship this year, there have been numerous uh, welcome mats rolled out to Shane Walsh by various. And obviously, clubs. Paul Mannion's injury means that he is shouldering more of the responsibility yeah. than might otherwise have been the case. Uh, nice yeah. to see him get the. It was. I mean, I was, on a personal level, you. <laughs> 
there can be little or no doubt about Shane Walsh's ability to deliver on the big stage after 2022 when you yeah. when you think about a Dublin county final and an Ireland final where he could literally have done nothing more for his teams uh, to win ultimate glory. I mean, yeah, I mean, I I thought it was I thought it was great, and he was the star of the show. He was uh, the undoubted footballer that made the difference uh, on the day. Now, when he stands in front of the TG car- cameras and says, "I came up from home yesterday," <laughs> you're just like, Shane, you know, let's just not mention Galway or home or any of these words whatsoever. It does kind of get you into a little bit of a tangle. It, it, it is a little bit like when you're. I mean, I my- say I come I come up from home. Yeah, you know, I'm like that's fine. Home is still Galway in some rhetorical situations. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to hang him out to dry and say, oh, Shane just told us he still lives in Galway or whatever. But I would just, I would avoid the words home, It's a little bit like Galway. when you're watching Irish international matches in various sports and afterwards somebody is interviewed and mentions all the people watching back home as in the country that they're from <laughs> yeah, as opposed yeah, yeah, to yeah. them <laughs> actually being Irish. Yeah, I'm, I'm broadly in favour of people throw their lot in here for long yeah, enough that just, they should you know, be able to represent the country, of course. Yeah. But then when, I, you just think reminding people of the fact that you didn't originally of that come from the country is, yeah, yeah. might get might get certain people thinking certain ways. But listen, congratulations, Shane Walsh. Congratulations, congratulations, Kilmacud hur- hurlers, women's footballers, and men's footballers. It's been a hell of a year. <laughs> it's just a start. Luke, what was the line? It's just this the is start. just the start. Just the start, and they, maybe they'll go win the three All Irelands as well. On who knows? Poor old um, now, poor old Lafina has have been mentioned already. A hell of a performance. I wanted to point out from the Irish women's boxing team who topped the medal table at the Women's European Championships in Montenegro. Ten boxers went over. Seven come home with medals including gold for Amy Broadhurst Aoife O'Rourke and Kelly Harrington who are going to be meeting for her book launch later on this week for Kelly this European medal completes the set as she's already a world and Olympic champion so it's world Olympic and European champion that'll do it yeah uh, she was injured at the Europeans a couple a few years back which is the only reason really that she doesn't already have this medal but she has it now Broadhurst this is an interesting one right because Amy Broadhurst is also now a world and European champion at light welterweight which is not one of the weight classes in play at the Olympics. She's naturally a lightweight. Mm. So you think, well, that's fine. She can just qualify at lightweight and win a gold, Olympic gold. Well, there's a slight problem in that that is the weight class of the aforementioned world Olympic and European champion, Kelly Harrington. It's what they call a selection headache, I think. <laughs> well, it's, box it's off, sort of anybody? <laughs> really high pressure box off? Oh, I don't think I could handle a box off in this scenario. I'd rather someone met a... Uh, uh, made a decision on this. <laughs> Just the idea of a box. Oh, you've got a cut. Good night. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It is It is kind of a... They used to say the Olympic trials for American sprinters was tougher than actually mm. then going and winning medals at the Olympics. That's what it's like in women's boxing now at the moment. That, that's all I'm... Speaking of which, by the way, will you just... I've got, you see, do you not see what I have beside you there? Sorry, what, what got a new punch bag in the corner. Just start wailing on that punch bag I got for you in the corner. Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay. Beautiful. Hang of it now, actually. I know, but the corkscrew uppercuts are grand, Murph, but mix up a bit. Jabs, hooks. Could you maybe try a feint? I'm a, I'm a Harold Graham man. You know, you know me. We is that that man's name? I think it is. Why are we going through these ridiculous shenanigans? Well, it's because we've got some pairs of tickets to give away to our live show this Thursday night with great work, Murph, with the gold medal machine, Kelly Harrington, in Windmill Lane in Dublin 2. Town Hall, Windmill Lane. You'll also get your copy of her autobiography, Kelly. I'm reading it at the moment, and it's absolutely fantastic stuff. Kelly has been working with Booker Prize winning author Roddy Doyle for this one. We guarantee a fun evening as part of this year's Dublin Book Festival. Will we have, Murph... Hitting the punch bag in the background for the entirety of the performance. Oh. Actually, can you move on to the speedball there, Murph? Oh, yeah. I, I'm, my speed works better. Speedball. 
speedball, mate. Is that what it's called? Uh, I believe so, yes. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not up to date on the lingo, but I can punch the crap out of the speedball. That's just one of those things, one of those cases where the same word can mean different things. That's it, Murph, slow it down. Beautifully done. To be with a chance of heading along with a plus one, email us at editor at secondcaptains.com and tell us what question you would like to ask Kelly at the show. We'll choose the best ones. Just put Kelly in the subject line of the email, please. And that's editor at secondcaptains.com. That show is going to start on Thursday night, 7pm. Doors open at 6.30. And the venue address is 1WML, Windmill Lane, Windmill Quarter, Dublin 2. Oh, the windmill district. <laughs> in the, I think that's somewhere around the windmill district there in <laughs> in, uh, in Dublin 2. Did someone say windmill? I can't wait for the chat with Kelly. There will that's also good. be a bar. Uh, so doors open 6.30. There will also be a bar. Excellent. And people can take their drinks to watch Kelly and you guys chat. Uh, that's going to be available to members on Friday, that chat. Also on the World Service this week, all our Champions League coverage. You can sign up on secondcaptains.com for five euro a month plus fat. Tomorrow... This is why Simon's here. Shane Horgan and Andrew Trimble are going to be together for the first time this season to talk about Leinster's win against Munster at the weekend. Give us a little taste or sigh. What are we going to be talking about tomorrow? Munster beaten, but... Well, they were also bowed, I suppose. Yeah. But beaten, and yet they impressed a lot of people with their performance. Yeah, the fact that they were even in the game, I think, probably surprised most people, given the amount of injuries they had, how young and light the starting pack was. We'll talk about the Jean Klein yellow card for starters one of those instances where it's basically impossible to say what the right punishment is, if any. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those that didn't see it, so the Leinster winger, Jamie Osborne, gathers the ball, then chips it high and short. And then Klein, who's obviously massive, jumps to block it, doesn't really come close to the ball. And he's kind of jumping forward as well as high towards Jamie Osborne. Osborne kind of has a millisecond to avoid it or to change direction. Maybe not even a millisecond, but he doesn't do anything. He runs straight into Klein. And Klein is landing on him at the same time as connecting with his head. And his elbow kind of connects with Osborne's head, but Osborne also sort of collapses in half. And his ankle gets trapped under his body. It's one of those horrible sort mm. of multi-collision situations. Um, Osborne apparently isn't, great, isn't in great nick, according to Leo Cullen, who isn't happy with the yellow card judgment on it. But if it was foul play, and I watched it back like, 20 times on Twitter and the wide shot and the narrow shot and all that if it was foul play then it was judged like to such perfection by Klein that it's actually hard for the ref to know what to do and what do you mean it's judged by to such perfection by Klein well just the, the timing if he did have any intent behind the jump or the landing there were such milliseconds in it that it, it would be hard for you mm. to say Klein I, did anything yeah, but wrong. It's, but, it's not, just, but it's not about intent, isn't it? Yeah, the whole exactly, thing. It's about, yeah, it's about yeah. duty of care and these but sorts of things. This, this is the other thing. But if you leap for a ball, and he's the one in the air, not Jamie Osborne. Mm. You know, so he's basically landing. He's letting gravity take its course. But also the way he connects with Osborne, you could argue he could have handled himself a little bit better and not made his gigantic 18-stone frame such a weapon. But that is seriously up for debate and really hard to argue. And it's almost either, if you think there was... If you think it was reckless, then it's a red card. Or you just think Klein did his best to block, landed on Jamie Osborne. Osborne could have maybe done slightly better to avoid the collision. And it's not even a penalty. But the way Osborne looked afterwards and, and the way... Like, Judy Care really is where, where it comes down to. And is, is there time even for Jean Klein to weigh that? Oh, probably not. And it's just... I think it's one of those where if you're saying with complete confidence which way you think it should have gone, you're kind of bullshitting a bit because... 
how can you say in, in a moment like that? There's just certain moments in sport where you can't say either Is way. that not the case with a lot of these incidents that we've seen over the years? I'm interested because you normally weigh on the side of yes. being more caution yeah. you know, more caution based about it in that you normally with the head, like, yeah. yeah anything around the head there, it ends up with an elbow to the head like yeah. an elbow sort of to the top of the head mm. which looks pretty bad to be honest with yeah. you so why is this one different from a ton of the other stuff we've seen along these lines that you je- I don't want to say you always say it should be a red card but if you're trying to clean rugby up make it as safe as it possibly can be it's just not the kind of tackle that needs to be a red because when you're already mid-air, you don't have much control over your body. And uh, Klein's actions were sort of in the natural course. It's what you'd expect a player to do. But at the same time, it's hard to know, but maybe he could have done more to to not make su- such an impact on Jamie Osborne. Um, but then the other thing is maybe the greater good of the game, Jamie Osborne's gone off with a bad injury, a HIA. Um, you give the red card because in an instant like this, you just don't, you don't have an option. Like if you saw the Bundy Aki one a few weeks ago where he yeah. did the clear out and then he argued with the ref afterwards and, yeah. and that was a reckless one where he had loads of time to come in and judge what he wanted to do. But he's saying to the ref, what, what part of the body am I supposed to clear out? There's nothing there for me to clear out. And uh, Bundy made uh, contact with the head. In that situation, he has time, Bundy, to know what his options are and you just let the ball go. And maybe Jean Klein just goes... By me jumping here, there's a chance I land on Jamie Osborne. But maybe it's just if this action leads to a head collision, I just don't even start it. So there is no clear out sometimes. There is no leap sometimes. You just have to accept that you've lost this situation because of the way the laws have gone the way they've gone. It's just an inch away from there not being a major problem if it's just the, the way the elbow lands on the head. If mm. another part of his arm hit him, maybe. And listen, we could be a while talking about this. Munster generally, I think... As I said, we're, we're fairly yep. impressive in defeat. Yeah, the other interesting thing was how well the two full-backs played. So it was Frawley for Leinster and Crowley for Munster, uh, who were both obviously relatively inexperienced, even at out-half, never mind full-back. But they might just be the next two out-halves fighting to back up Sexton because Joey Carberry went off with a shoulder injury. As we record, we haven't got an update on exactly how bad that is. Mm-hmm. But with what well, looks like Billy Burns out of favour, Jack Carty out of favour with Harry Byrne injured with Ross Byrne's lack of speed and dynamism and the way last season ended for him the fact that Crowley and Frawley make things happen, that appeals to Andy Farrell and Cash. that's what he looks for he loves athletes, people who break the gain line, explosive exciting players basically Shane and Trimble, both explosive and exciting in their own right. Rugby. St- they're punditry every bit as much as their Absolutely. previous incarnation as actual rugby players. We'll be on the World Service tomorrow. Thanks, Simon. Get back behind your desk there and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Can do. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia 
gravis or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Lineouts working much better today. Back for Arkey, change of direction. Stockdown. Now the race is on. Switch, Arky, stopped out. It's him and Aaron Smith. He gets the bounce. Still had a bit to do. The 80 minutes is up. Under by 16 to 9. Having to defend. Having to get back on side. Back here for New Zealand. TJ Perinara got us that one. TJ Perinara with the kick. Moves it to Moanga. It's knocked down by Flavio Metallic. The referee has blown the front end of I have seen every single thing I want to see at a rugby match at dear old Lansdowne Road. Bodie Retallick drops it cold! It's over! It's over! Ireland! Ireland defeat the All Blacks for the first time on home soil! World number two knocks off world number one! What a test match! One more story that broke last night. Rory McIlroy is the number one golfer in the world again. Back on top of the rankings for the first time since the summer of 2020 after retaining his CJ Cup title. First third win of the year on the PGA Tour. As always, wearing his heart on his sleeve, McIlroy was a little emotional when talking afterwards about how much this meant. It means a lot. Um, you know, I've, I've worked so hard over the last 12 months to get myself back to this, to this place. Uh, feel like I'm enjoying the game as much as I ever have. Uh, I absolutely love the game of golf and I think that you know when I go out there and I play with that joy you know it's definitely showed over over these last 12 months but um, yeah it feels awesome you know I'm, I'm looking forward to, to celebrate with my team tonight and you know the next couple of weeks because I think it's a it's a big achievement I'm, I'm really proud of myself right now and uh, you know I want to go and enjoy this I, you never I'd never feel like I've figured this game out I don't think I ever will figure it out but um, every day I wake up trying to get closer that's Rory McIlroy you can say a lot of things about the emergence of live golf but it sure has sharpened 
McElroy's focus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it has. I mean, he's just played out of his skin ever since he decided that he was going to take on. I mean, it just goes to show, like, we know so little about what actually is a distraction and what isn't in the minds of sports people, you know? Like, Rory decided to, to take on, like, 15 of his compatriots in extremely public spat, which has no... Compatriots. Is like his peers on the on the PGA Tour, you know, um, and he decided to take all of those guys on, uh, and become kind of the the face of the PGA Tour when his play didn't necessarily merit him taking on that role. I mean, there there were plenty of other players playing as well as Rory McIlroy, not plenty, but you know, ten, twelve other players who were playing as well as Rory McIlroy and could have taken this on. McIlroy does it takes all that pressure on board and his play just gets better and better and better. It's like, it's a really weird thing uh, to think about. You know, this, well, there's only one way to be a sports person. That is to be an like unbelievably selfish with your time, unbelievably selfish with what you care about in your life and focus on that one thing, the one thing, your sport, nothing else to the detriment of personal relationships, relationships inside your sport, outside your sport. Focus on that. Nothing else matters. McElroy's year puts the light of that entirely uh, but it is I mean it's, it's I mean another thing that Liv Goff obviously also did was remove some of the other competitors <laughs> for the world number one yeah spot. I mean a lot of the other guys near the top of those rankings are not names that it's, it's very good for golf that Roy McIlroy is the one who's taking this on and yeah. also is the one who's playing the best golf and sh- if not winning majors being in the shake up for majors yeah. and is the world's number one golfer because there's a good few very unexciting names in Absolutely. and around there, aside yeah. from the guys who've gone off to live golf. It's actually the ninth time he's been world number one, going all the way back to March 2012. I was looking, looking at this, trying to figure out when he first got there. He was only 22 at the time, had one major at that stage, uh, but had so much. there was so much already. He'd, he'd won his major previous to that. He'd had his master's meltdown the year mm. before. There was so much in Rory McIlroy's story, even at the point of getting to world number one. He was the second youngest player ever to make it there, behind the obvious Tiger Woods. Interesting, he did at the Honda Classic that time to go top. He was, I think he was ahead going into the final round. He was definitely miles ahead of Tiger Woods, but Woods posted the best final round of his USPGA Tour career, an 862 to get really close to McElroy. Wow. McElroy ended up winning the tournament, but you could just, there's something in Woods there going, oh, mm. that was well, that's, well, I mean, a bit of to be fair, at the That's time. a much better way to go world number one than at the CJ Open in October. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hang on a second. What's a bad what? way to get, yeah, well, I, get the world number one? Is, and I'm, you know, I'm just being, I'm being very um, uh, cynical today, Owen. I'm sorry, I should apologise. Kim Croaks not getting their due, Rory McIlroy not getting his due. I suppose he only finished second, third, fifth and eighth in the majors. Yes. He does need to win one of those. There's certainly one way of looking at it, on. <laughs> <laughs> None of those numbers are actually first, but in another way, that's pretty good. That's that's four pretty good performances. Ken has a lot more to say in the football podcast today. Don't well, you, don't you worry I about mean, that. Uh, what about my story here? Go on. I've got a story for you. Oh, Please. hold on. Hold up. Yeah. I was wondering why you're so quiet up to now. You're just working away on a story. I was looking at my email and there's a story in there. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Press release, FAI statement, Jack Sports, Distribu- Jack Sports Distributors Limited, the Football Association of Ireland can confirm that it has today terminated its sponsorship agreement with Jack Sports Distributors Limited in accordance with the terms of the agreement. The FAI would like to thank Jack Sports for all its support of the association over the years and wishes it all the best in the future. The association respects the confidentiality of the parties and will not be making any further comment on this matter. So, uh, 
What's this all about? You're like, well, it's it. Just yeah, I mean, it's a sports yes, equipment. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Why, why, why is no one making any further comment on this deal? Well, it seems as though um, this is, means a new kit deal for the FAI. Because Jack Sports are the guys who, who distribute Umbro and New Balance, who we had briefly. I mean, Ireland have had an, um, have had an Umbro kit since 1994. Mm. Um, and, it, and it appears no more. Uh, as uh, this deal was for six years, it was it was expiring in 2026. Uh, so they've terminated it 2022, and are not saying why exactly. Mm. Um, I mean, at a guess, maybe they've got a better offer. I mean, <laughs> that's a kind of a crazy guess. I mean, maybe I'm I'm optimistic. Uh, maybe we're just gonna you know, play in Penny's t-shirts. I don't know. <laughs> will we will we be more successful at getting a kit supplier than than we have been at getting a kit sponsor? Maybe it's all coming the, together. The Maybe there's a big announcement all coming together. Who knows? It could be. Um, yeah, it, it could be. I mean, obviously we qualified for the World Cup next year. Mm. Maybe that's going to be a kit bonanza. I mean, the women's team already does have a kit sponsor, Sky. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that, that's basically it. Um, that, that news, although they don't say it, I, I think means that a new that Ireland will now have a new kit manufacturer. Which I mean, given that Jack Sports, I mean, I'm not sure who they hold the licenses for, but obviously Umbro and New Balance are there. I mean, if you look at their website, they've also got the brands they also include are like Nike Team, Converse, Under Armour, uh, Hummel. So you know, I can see a few kind of well-known manufacturers there. I don't know if it means that all of those are ruled out. I don't know exactly what the... I don't know what this story means. I just thought I'd bring you that piece of information that was emailed to me by the FAI. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Owen. Thanks, Murph. That's also your email there. Let's have a look here. There's usually, there's usually, <laughs> nothing, there's usually nothing really worth looking at. Nah, that'll do. Asher, listen, one story a day in your email and you're doing all right, Ken, if you ask me. It's just all this nonsense. I'm just... Girl, good Ken. Thanks for listening. We do hope you sign up on secondcaptains.com. If so, we will talk to you tomorrow. Remember, all episodes will be ad-free if you become a World Service member. And Second Captains is part of the, what is it again? The Acast Creator. Creator Network. I forgot the middle word. The Acast Creator Network. That's the second time it's gone off. They never go home, they never go home, they never go home, those, those, those boys. The second captain's world service. It is not war and death and famine, it's not that at all. It's the opposite of that, it's to persuade the world outside of that. That's why sports is important. <laughs> Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Yuffie X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris and MopMaster dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love 
and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.